Canada curious? This is the Yes We Canada podcast, the progressive's guide to getting the fuck out. This episode, Driving in Canada, notwithstanding. Hi, I'm Matt Zimbel. Up here in Canada, we're not worried that someone will shoot us in a fit of road rage if we give them the finger after they cut us off while driving. We're polite. We don't give people the finger while driving. Road rage Canadian style is more like this. Go. No, after you, I insist. No, 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 please, really, I couldn't. Please, no, go. Go! Go, you fucking asshole! Generally, the maximum speed limit is 100 kilometers an hour, which must sound pretty fast to you. (laughs) But it's only 60 miles an hour American. We all drive about 20 kilometers above the speed limit, and the cops appear to be fine with that. In the U.S., your speed limits have been rising lately, and you do know this about us. We will not be outdone by you. So now you can find roads in Nova Scotia and Alberta that are 110 kilometers an hour, and on some British Columbia roads, 120 kilometers an hour. Oh my God, I'm so so sorry. You've been so patient. You've not asked what a kilometer is. A kilometer or a kilometer. Same word, different pronunciation. A kilometer is the same length as a mile, but in Canadian. Oh yeah, and it's shorter. One mile equals 1.609 kilometers. Kilometers are also known as clicks, Ks, or KMs. In fact, our whole system of measurement is different than yours in the U.S. And you're going to love this because if you weigh 145 pounds in American, cross the border with your landed immigrant card and boom! you will be a mere 65.77 kilograms in Canadian. I can feel that fat melting away and those abs just a poppin'. We use Celsius, you use Fahrenheit. Trust me, this will be on your citizenship test. She was driving at 100 Celsius an hour. True or false? Answer. If you pick true, ma'am, I'm going to have to see your driver's license, registration, and landed immigrant status card. Photo radar is outlawed in most Canadian provinces, with the exception of British Columbia, Alberta, and Saskatchewan. But if you use apps like Google's Waze, they will tell you where the speed traps are, and technically you're not using a radar detection device, you're using a communications tool, which would be protected by your First Amendment rights to free speech. If you had First Amendment rights in Canada, which you do not. The hell I don't. I'm American. I have my First Amendment rights wherever the fuck I am in the world. What the hell you... Shit. Um, nope. Sorry. We're going to just pull over to the side of the road here for a second. We're going to have a little heart-to-heart about your Canadian rights and freedoms. In Canada, our rights to freedom of expression are limited. The document that deals with this is called... The Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Adopted in 1982 when the Queen came to Canada. My husband and I, where's the pen? My husband and I are so happy to be in the colonies. Liz signed the Canadian Constitution in Ottawa, which gave us the ability to control our own laws without having to go to London, stay in some really expensive, shitty cold water boarding house, cup of tea, love, 
and get the royal assent to our laws every time we wanted to change a law. Yeah, 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 I know you guys did this in 1776. Things move a little bit slower here in Canada. Okay, in our charter, there is what is called a limitations clause, meaning that you have a right with a limitation. For example, you have the right to free speech with the limitation that you do not use your free speech to generate hate speech. You're going to have to define hate speech. Okay, well, let's see. Until January 20th of this year, hate speech was also known as presidential tweets. Wait a minute. I think Twitter cut him off before the inauguration. If we had a fact-checking department, I could ask him that question. Okay. In your Bill of Rights, your rights are absolute. In our Charter of Rights, our rights are... You know, kind of, sort of, like, you know. And I know that as an American, when you feel your rights are being violated, you get all uppity. So let's prepare for your arrival. Let's do a little practice session exercise in Canadian. Good day, officer. How can I help? Out of the car. Hands on the roof. You can't do that to me. I know my rights. Out of the car. You cannot text and drive. What are you talking about? Nowhere in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms does the word text appear. My right to free communication is covered by the Charter Section 2. True, but in your text you called your friend Corey a fag. That's hate speech. You're under arrest. You didn't read me my rights. That only happens in Canada on bad cop shows from the U.S. Get in the car. It's all very complicated. Involving civil law, common law, lawyers, judges. I got my grade nine. I can get you through this. In Canada, our Supreme Court often hears cases that are referred to as charter challenges. The government of the day would table a new law and our top court would give it a quick read through and say, and perhaps not exactly in these words, The fuck you thinking about? You can't legislate that. That shit's not legal. During the nine-year autocratic reign of the Conservative Party's Stephen Harper, these charter challenges were particularly entertaining on a cold winter's night when the judges would emerge from their chambers and tell our government with astute regularity, Nah, that's not law. Don't think so. Not even close to the charter. <laughs> nah, no, no, no. Which was even more of an embarrassment for the Conservative Prime Minister Stephen Harper because he had personally appointed five of the nine judges. Yep, just like you, we got nine Supremes. Yours get paid $255,300 a year, and ours get, like, way more, $322,000 a year. But they do get paid in Canadian dollars, and they do have to retire at 75, whereas your Supremes are free to die on the bench. In addition to the salary, they also get a clothing allowance, and you should see their kit. You know, by nature, when it comes to fashion, Canadians are a much more muted, more restrained people than the Americans. We're, we're much less ostentatious, but perhaps not when it comes to Supreme Court wear for all occasions. Your Supremes wear long black judges' robes. Been there, done that, got the robe. Ours wear large, bright red robes trimmed with white furry shit. 
Now, just so you can picture this properly on a podcast, let's just say that if Ted Cruz becomes your president in 2024 and decides to close the Supreme Court, without doing a wardrobe change, your Supremes could all get jobs as Catholic priests. Ours could only get seasonal work at the mall as Santas. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Hang on a sec. I was trying to teach you how to drive in Canada. How did we end up on the side of the road in front of the Supreme Court? But now that we're here, I really need to sneak this important but perhaps tedious part of our Charter of Rights and Freedoms into the podcast. And guys, I know this is boring shit, but once again, pass your Canadian citizenship test, free health care for life. For 14 episodes now, I've been telling you that our provinces have more power and autonomy than your states. One of the founding principles of the Federal and Provincial Power Sharing Agreement in the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms is this little Canadian solution to conflicts, which is called the Notwithstanding Clause. I know, as an American, you don't have a lot of time, so here's the Coles Notes version. If the federal government makes a law that a provincial government does not like, then the provincial government can opt out of that law. Bingo. So simple. To fully explain, permit me to use an American example. Let's say New Jersey didn't want to allow its citizens to own firearms anymore. They could use the notwithstanding clause to opt out of the Second Amendment of the American Constitution. Of course, in New Jersey, it would not be called the notwithstanding clause. It would be called the forget about it clause. The notwithstanding law is Canadian compromise at its absolute best. The law of the land is proclaimed. And, meh, if you don't like it, that's cool, you don't have to use it. Essentially, that is the notwithstanding clause. In 2019, the right-leaning government of Quebec legislated Bill 22, which prohibits public servants like teachers, cops, lawyers, judges, from showing signs of religious faith while at work. Mostly, they didn't want employees of the government wearing hijabs and face coverings. Oh man, that is so funny. Imagine a government that doesn't want its people to wear face coverings. You know, maybe the pandemic is Quebec's fault. God said, What? You don't want to give your employees the freedom to wear face coverings at work? <laughs> I'll give you face coverings. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> So basically, those who oppose Bill 22 as being unconstitutional interference with religious rights will eventually challenge the law at the Supreme Court of Canada. If the federal Supreme Court says Bill 22 is not legal according to the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, then the government of Quebec will invoke the notwithstanding clause and no more face coverings at work. <coughs> 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 Oh man, all you wanted from this podcast was a, a little joyride and some light facts and funnies on driving in Canada, and now I have you articling in Canadian constitutional law at the Supreme Court. Your hatred of this podcast is fully understandable, justifiable, and notwithstanding, we're moving on back to driving. You will have to learn our system of measurement. It's called metrication. And I'm told that it can lead to hair growing on your palms and blindness. It's different than your system of measurement. I was in Wyoming once and tried to find a lake where a friend of mine had a cottage. I asked a local. Hey, buddy, how long does it take to get to the lake? Hmm, the lake? Hmm, damn. I'll say it's about 
for a beer? Thanks, eh? Now here again, as we reviewed earlier, our speed limits are calculated not in miles, but in kilometers. But now, we not only have to teach you kilometers, but also how to drink and drive responsibly, like they do in Wyoming. A Miller High Life is 4.6 alcohol by volume. Not very loud. A Molson's Canadian is 5% alcohol by volume. Much louder. Your beer is weaker than ours. Go a four-distance beer in America, you're still stone-cold sober. Go a four-distance beer in Canada, you're sitting on your sunroof driving your car with your feet with no pants on. Woo-hoo! 5% alcohol by volume times 4 divided by 100 kilometers per hour at 31 degrees Celsius equals... Hang on. I know this. Um, okay. Canadian citizenship requires proficiency in English or French, but you will also need to pack your college math. Fuck it. Just don't drink and drive, period. There are a few more things you need to know about driving. We are a modern, G20, progressive country, but for some reason, we still have cops on horses. I was once stopped while driving a car by a cop on a horse in downtown Toronto. Toronto, North America's fourth largest city. I can't even remember how he signaled that I must pull my car over. I only remember rolling down my window seeing a gigantic horse leg, thinking, wow, smells like I'm back on the farm. And then I stuck my head out the window and looked way up to make eye contact with Sergeant Renfrew. Trying to keep things light, I said, yeah, give me the daily double across the board, copper by a nose. Sergeant Renfrew was not amused. And you can always tell when they're not amused. They drop into their monotone chant that they learned so well at the police academy. License, registration, insurance. Never been stopped by a horse before. (laughs) Horse turned his head towards me, gave me a little dirty look. Oh, I see where this is going. Bad cop, bad horse. Okay, everyone, let's lighten the fuck up here for a second. Don't forget, I'm in a car. I have a 302 horsepower engine under the hood. I'm staying on the side of the road as a fucking courtesy to you both cop leans down from the saddle, returns my papers, and says, Your front license plate is missing. I'm going to write you a ticket. Officer, car is registered in Quebec. Quebec doesn't require a front plate. Cop looks pissed. Horse looks embarrassed. Horse looks at cop. Oh, you're a bright one, aren't you? Go on. Kick me in the ribs a few more times, Einstein. One more thing. If you do get busted in Canada for driving without your front license plate, Do not plead the Fifth in court. And don't get me wrong, you do have Fifth Amendment rights in Canada, and this is what the Fifth says up here. The Fifth Amendment. There shall be a sitting of Parliament and each legislature at least once every 12 months. The Fifth up here, it's an amendment to keep those lazy bastard politicians from skipping out on their work while we're paying them. Now, get in the car. Thank you.